So practical Christianity. So let me tell you how this came about. So I I shared a little bit. So Brad and I are hanging out after, we're we're hanging out Monday, and he's like, man, you guys actually just do it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't have all the schooling like you guys, so I don't argue about all this stuff. And I'm like, um, and so we just got to talking about, hey, and this was him, which I, which I loved what he said. He goes, 10 more hours of theology is not going to help anybody. Mike, teach, teach people. He goes, I want to see it. Teach people what to do, how to pray to actually receive all the blessings that God's freely given us. So that's, what, that's really my goal over the next three, four weeks here. Is so we'll, we'll talk about, because here's what I really believe. Number one, first and foremost, which God is what? He identifies himself as what? His primary thing. Love, right? So he is love. So his new book's really cool too, In, if you haven't gotten it. I think, uh, I think next Sunday, that would be the what? That would be the 11th, right? Yeah, the 11th of August. August. Um, I think Brad's going to get on and talk about the book a little bit. So if you want to order it, it's called In. It's on the Amazon. It's pretty cool. It's about the inclusiveness of Christ and how big he is. He shared a little bit of our house out of Ephesians 3 the other night. But um, he's primarily love. And so here's what I found what, what dealing with people for 20, 30 years is we all really need the same thing. First and foremost, we, know, we need to know we're unconditionally loved and accepted, period. Because God is love. He's created everything in love. And so if we're not in harmony in that, if we're not operating, if we don't know we're unconditionally loved despite us, it's a mess. That's where all the stuff comes up. And, and so that's, that's first and foremost. Then I found people want to live without financial worries. But that, would you guys agree with that? And then they want to, worry, then they want to live without physical issues. And uh, so I'm going to go in that kind of progression. And then... Um, and then lastly, if you find yourself in the, <laughs> whoa, you're my wife. I can do that, right? It's my little Stony Lake, Michigan, limited edition. <laughs> Last time we were there was a sweatshirt that said limited edition. I said, I'm getting you this. We, there's only one of you. So anyway, see, don't you think, aren't you happy? I love you so much. Yeah. So anyway, my kids like it. Uh, that's, a, that's an important thing, guys, to show, if your parents, show your kids affection in front of them, like, like normal affection, right? I'm kind of abnormal, but my kids know I love you. That's what, I love that. So they, they get secure when they know that. So anyway, um, and then lastly, like how to, if you're in need of a miracle, how, can I actually trust him to get me out? And the answer is yes. Like, like we'll, we'll share some testimony, crazy testimonies, like Paul and Silas type stuff where people in jail and they, they, they start, um, praying for their adversaries and actually blessing their adversaries and uh, just coming into love and forgiveness and miraculously they get let out. Just crazy stuff like that because if you're operating in love, love it works. Does that make sense? And it sounds crazy. And so if there's legal challenges and you, you, know, you don't know what to do, I'm like, you know what? Start praying for the guy who's suing you. That sounds corny, doesn't it? Just because he's a child of God, and, and all these miracles happen. It's really cool. So we'll talk about that. So anyway, I'm going to preface this video. Some of you guys saw Brad. Um, so he's primarily love, and his book is about, can people know him if they don't know his name? And if you asked me, I'd go, absolutely. Because first of all, how many guys know his name is not Jesus? He didn't run around with an English name, Jesus, right? And then, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Lucy was Jesus, right? It was Jesus, yes. What? Jesus, what'd you say after that? Jesusito, little Jesus, right? I, I know, I know, pequeño. 
Because little, right? You know why? From Little Juan Burritos, Pequeño Juan Burritos. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I know that. I worked with uh, Ledesma Perez in the Air Force, and he's like, Mikey, they're Pequeño Juans. They're Little Juans. You know those burritos? Anyway, see how my mind works? It's weird, isn't it? But I learned some Spanish, Pequeño Juan. So anyway, um, so I want to show you something, because... How many of you guys were taught this? Is once you accept Jesus into your heart, you have eternal life. I, I quote unquote, did that and didn't feel anything. I, I remember, then we jumped in water, didn't feel anything. Um, I started Shabba Dabba Dabba and didn't feel anything. And I'm like, what is this stuff? This is crazy. I, I just, but I knew I was loved. That's an interesting thing. So, did I know him? Of course I did. Because John tells us this John says, this is eternal life. Wouldn't it be good to know what John says about eternal life? He says, to know him, to have intimacy with him. He said, that's eternal life. So how to have intimacy with him, if he's love, then if we have intimacy with love, then we know him. And that's the end of theology. That's what Brad and I were talking about. I go, we can debate all this stuff, but at the end of the day, they have to know they're loved, right? So this video, you guys heard him talk about. So this kid, he's kind of got a speech impediment. He's, he's special needs, obviously. But um, his friend's a social worker up in BC. And so this kid, Stanley... This is powerful, because if we can do this as a church, man, this is everything. Is that me? What is that? Oh, that's tight. What, you think it's this? Okay, because I'm not really doing anything, am I? Well, I'm obviously doing something wrong. <laughs> okay, poor Jeff. Jeff's actually a really good AV guy, and then he's got me. So... Um, but anyway, so this kid, his whole life just didn't know who he was. And he's, he's saying, you know what, I'm a black sheep, I'm a lone wolf. He's lonely. Nobody ever liked him because special needs, I'm a black sheep, I'm a lone wolf. And so tried to slit his throat. Some of you guys heard Brad. Didn't, didn't succeed in killing himself. And one day his friend, the social worker, because works, she works for the government, so she can't say Jesus or she can't say anything like that. But she can show him love. And so, anyway, he goes from wanting to kill himself, not worthy, etc. and uh, sh she hears him wailing, and like, who is that? And they're like, that's Stanley. And like, what's Stanley? So they tell her the story, and she just goes and sits with him and weeps with him and lets him pour everything out where he finally gets done. And then she's like, Stanley, what is wrong? And he starts telling the story, like, he's not loved, he's a black sheep, I'm a lone wolf. And she goes, there's got to be some light. Can you see light anywhere in your heart or in this room? He goes, no. All I see is darkness. And then she goes, she gets a revelation. It's like, wait a minute. You and I are the light of the world. Are we not? So she says, Stanley, look into my eyes. Can you see the light? And he goes, yes. And he says, what are the eyes saying to you? He said, that I'm loved and I belong in this world. Amen. Is that powerful? Is that powerful? So that's what I love. I, Baxter Kruger said this too one time when we were just chatting. He's like, Mike, he goes, everybody should evangelize and every now and then we should use words. Meaning love people because that is the gospel, right? So anyway, um, so in, in the beginning, Brad's talking about, uh, so you, you'll see the transformation from a lone wolf to he feels loved. And so he's kind of hard to hear, but I'll kind of give you some of the key points. So 
At first, Brad's like, he's obsessing because Brad's writing about him in his book. And that's what he thinks she's asking about. It's like, Stanley, how does it feel? He's like, I'm so happy that my story's in a book. He says that like three, four times. And she's trying to get at, no, how do you feel inside, you know? And then he tells this story and he says, you know what? I used to think I was a black sheep and a lone wolf, but now I'm loved and I belong. And he goes, I even got a job in a flour mill. And when I got there, somebody fist pumped me. And he said, I, and I even met a friend. And he wants to spend time with me outside of work, in not work time, social time. And he wants to go on a bike ride with me. I'm like, Bradley, that is the gospel. So watch this. And that's what we need to share to the world, right? So watch this little clip. It's pretty cool. I never in my life think my own story will be in a published book. And how does that feel to you? Actually, happy and good. It feels really good. It does. Yeah. Okay. I never in my life saw my own story will be in a public book for everybody to read. And it's pretty amazing. Like, how does it feel inside, Stanley? To be, I feel proud knowing, knowing my own story will be in a book for everybody to read. It's pretty amazing, eh? It is. That was quite an experience that we had together, wasn't it? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> and wh what is the transformation that you feel inside? Like, what, like what's the difference like between then and now? Then I feel horrible, like, as, 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 like a lone wolf that's been in a story. Yeah. Now I feel like a member of the world. You feel like a member of the world? Yeah. Oh, Stanley, you're making me cry. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. What is, is there, what's the feeling inside your heart and your soul? Love and belonging. Love and belonging. Wow. And when I got a job at a, at a flower mill. You've got a job as well yeah. since then, yeah. And also, some of the co-workers I talked to, yeah. they're, they're happy. That I'm working there, and some of them even give me a um, a face when they saw my name on a schedule. Really? Yeah. So they're so excited that you're alive. Heck yeah! <laughs> and also got I made I made a friend at work on the first day. Wow! To bring that he wants to hang out with me, not doing work hours, but on a personal time. So it sounds like this truth is rippling into your world. It is. And you're recognizing that you belong in this world. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, I love that. And a new friend named Simon. Yeah. And he may talk a bit about stuff, doing work, some about work stuff, some about personal life. Yeah. And he even want go, he even want go for a back ride with me. Oh. As soon as he gets his own bike. And that's been a desire of your heart to have friends, right? It is. Yeah, that's beautiful. Stanley, thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm just... What a story. It is. What a story and what a journey. We love you. I love you guys too. Is that awesome or is that awesome? <laughs> or we could evangelize and talk about the crazy stuff. Or just feel loved. So anyway, I told Brad, I don't know if you could hear because it's kind of hard to hear, understand him, but he said, I even have a friend that wants to go on a bike ride with me, but he doesn't have a bike yet. 
So that leads me into the Inspire 100 because I told Brad, I said, let's buy them bikes. So I said, go find out. I said, let's just show people that they're loved. And so anyway, um, I want to share a couple things on the Inspire 100. Thank you all for that are giving to that. Um, I'm going to share one cool story now. And all you guys online, if you're, if you're looking for it, really what it is is, hey, whether you give $25, $50, a $100 a month, one time you can do it. Um, the whole idea is, hey, what if 100 of us give $100 a month? That's $10,000 a month. We can take care of special needs and moms and moms, single moms and single dads are really the, the big deal for me because that's how I grew up. And so anyway, I want to share a really cool story. We're going to get pictures and everything that we're going to do. But um, a lot of you guys know my sister from, from Sioux Center, Iowa. She's here, Denise, you know. And uh, so she was, I talked about this at the last Inspire 100 meeting that, uh, that we had, and we'll, we won't do it tomorrow. We'll do it on the 11th of August. So uh, just because I, I don't know, I think my internet's going to be sketchy tomorrow because that's what we're hearing, right? Because it's so densely populated where you grew up. <laughs> so, there's nothing there. So anyway, um, so my sister was telling me about this girl who grew up on an Indian reservation, and, and uh, so when she was born, her parents didn't even pick her up. Her, her older sister picked her up and raised her. Well, she was sexually abused and raped her whole life, you know, from babysitters and people and just this, this thing. And, and so uh, once she had her own child young, somehow she escaped. She's like, I'm getting out of the Indian reservation because uh, um, I don't want my daughter to, to, to grow up how I grew up in that environment. And so somehow ended up in my little hometown in Iowa and uh, there was a transition house, a program. And so she made it through the transition program. She got her GED. And now she works for this company called Vibella. Some of you guys know Vibella. It's, a, it's an awesome family in my hometown. Just business owners that, that hired her. And, and so anyway, uh, she even thought about giving up her daughter for adoption. Because she goes, I want, my, I want my daughter to have a life. And so when I heard about that, I was like, what does she need? And so I'll just read. She sent me like seven pages. But I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to read a little bit. But she goes, uh, I got the opportunity to get, to get out of there. It's truly amazing the way God works. <clears throat> I didn't know or believe in him when, I, when he connected me with people who helped change my life. They made it to Iowa. I moved into a transition, transitional housing. I completed uh, a program that got my G, GED. And the first time ever, I got my home. She doesn't own it, but she, she's got her own place that she rents. And so I don't think that will ever be, I will ever be able to express how that made me feel to to basically come from nothing, to have a place I can call mine, and it's safe for my baby. Is that cool or what? So anyway, um, we just sent, uh, and it's, what's cool is she shares in here, she goes, I don't have much, but I give. I give to others. And I'm, she goes, I give back. I'm like, oh, God, that's exactly what I'm after, is people like that. So we just sent her um, money to get clothing for her daughter for school. And then, but more importantly, what we're going to do is uh, she doesn't have a car that works. So, and this was my mom, completely growing up. So, um, my sister's talking to, uh, she does have a car, but it, it needs a lot of work. And so, we're either going to fix that, or we're going to work with a local dealership that I know there and get her a, a new car. Not a new, new car, but a, a, I know the, the car dealership owners. How many of you guys grew up in a little town where you know everybody? Like, it's actually, <laughs> it's good and bad, right? It's great when you need something, but it's bad when you're in trouble. So, as a kid, anyway. So, anyway, and my mother was the school teacher that everybody knew, so that was not good. 
Some of you guys saw Mark Lowry at our house where he's the guy who wrote uh, um, Mary Did You Know? You know that, that he sang? Where he says, my mother walked in all the grace she had or all the light that she had, but he goes, she kept the law. And he goes, I couldn't keep the law, so I needed grace. I'm like, that was me, my poor mom. So anyway, so uh, she's, we're going to get pictures of uh, the car and her and, and uh, just take care of her. Doesn't that sound fun? So that, anyway, that's what we're going to do here shortly with Inspire. So that's the kind of stuff we're doing. We, we also help pay for uh, a friend, um, uh, Kirsten's friend out in Reno that, that's part of the Inspire where his, his uh, wife, young, 40s, with three kids just suddenly passed away. So we helped with the funeral expenses on that. Well, we'll talk more about that kind of stuff. But this kind of stuff, man, this moves me. Is, uh, as my sister is like, I'm so happy to be working with a group of people like you that care. Because she knows. She, she grew up like I did with a single mom that just did everything she could. It just wasn't enough a lot of the times, right? So that make you feel good? Yeah. It feels so good to me. So anyway, that being said, um, uh, let's talk about it. I, I want to share a couple testimonies about, you know, practical prayer for just for supernatural abundance. <clears throat> that doesn't mean you have to be a millionaire or anything like that, but it means you can live without your worrying about finances. And that sound good to people? So I want to share a couple testimonies because uh, all these are awesome to me. And so let's see, that's about Stanley. Uh, that's not what I... Okay, so I just, some of you guys know Ashley Douglas. She was here last week, I think, but she just shared a testimony. The, uh, she's going to share it when she gets back here um, two weeks from now. She'll share it personally, but I just love this. She shared her testimony before where I remember sitting with her in my office several years ago, struggling, and just telling her who she is, that, hey, you're loved, and you're a joint heir, and everything that God has is for you. And she gave a testimony maybe six months ago where she goes, hey, you know what? I, I exceeded 200 percent of my sales goals, and I'm doubling everybody else there. She goes, I'm not doing anything. I'm just practicing meditative prayer. And then she emailed me yesterday, and she goes, Mike, you won't believe this. They just made me vice president of the company, and all I'm doing, so I'm excited to hear that. And so um, I just love that kind of stuff, don't you? And she goes, honestly, Mike, I'm not doing anything but what I'm going to share with you, like just meditative prayer and who you are, and just getting that deep into your heart. And it just comes effortlessly after that. And so, and, um, but I want to share a couple other testimonies. Uh, uh, Mark Venables, I shared him the other day where he's like, hey, I had my greatest week ever in 13 years in my industry. And he goes, I lay there in bed and I, I picture clients calling me and getting contracts. And I, I shared with you, like he did double everybody else on the team. And uh, he just shared with me, a pretty big number in the tens of thousands that he's going to add to his income every month just by this one deal. I'm like, thank you, Lord, man. That's good stuff, isn't it? Doesn't that sound effortless where he sits there and he imagines people calling him, his phone ringing? Or he goes, you know what, Lord, just show, tell me who I need to call because I don't have, that's how we were. I'm like, I don't have time to screw around. You're like, well, maybe I do, but um, I'm not willing to because I just believe he's good enough or he'll go, no, call this person. Right? Because he, if he knows everything, he knows the end from the beginning, he loves me perfectly, I wouldn't make it difficult for my wife, would I? Like, no, no, sweetie, get, get your faith up. Then I'll, then I'll help you. That's garbage. That's just garbage. That's not what love does. Love would go, oh, yeah, I want to take care of my bride. This is the desire of their heart. Sure, this is who you call because he sees outside of time, right? So anyway, you, those kind of testimonies. I'm going to share two more, and then we'll, we'll get into some of the scriptures here. But these are pretty cool. So one I want to, this is a similar one where, 
there's a sales manager, and he was making about 50000 a year, and he couldn't get past it. And so this is what he started to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share what he started to do every day what he started to pray and meditate. So when he woke up in the morning, he would do this. And if doubt ever came in during the day, like, God, what are you doing? You can't do this. And, you, you know, who, who's, who says that you can actually do all this stuff? And so this is what he did. And it's not, it don't, you don't have to quote it. You don't have to be exact. But he, this is what he, his meditative prayer and all throughout the day. He said, I'm born to succeed. The infinite love in me cannot fail. Divine love and peace saturates my mind. God's riches flow to me freely, joyously, endlessly, and effortlessly. I'm advancing and moving forward spiritually and financially in every way. I know these truths are being planted in my heart and believe they'll produce a harvest. So he did that day and night for a year. And a year later, he went from 50,000 to 250,000 a year in sales. That's all he did differently. Isn't that cool? So, and you can put wherever you're at, just add a zero to it or whatever you're going to do. I'm just sharing this because all of the people, they've done the exact same thing is what I'm sharing with you. And so what did he do? He just started planting the truth in his heart about who he was, how good God is, how much God loves him and how he wants to help him. And so I just wrote a note on here. I said, prayers, prayers and meditation are not to move God. I think that's kind of, I was taught, it's like, you know, like the, uh, the woman where in scripture, it makes it sound like, hey, keep pestering the judge like God. But if you look at that closely, it says, hey, this woman went to an unjust judge. You guys know the story I'm talking about? And she basically pestered him day and night. And finally, he's like, leave me alone. Of course, I'm going to give it to you. But is God unjust? No, of course not. So the point, the point of that whole parable in my mind is not to keep pestering him. That's what I was taught. Like, keep pestering God. And finally, he's going to say yes. Like, that's, again, that would, that sound, if I'm the bride of Christ, then I'm a nagging bride. And that's like aching bones is what scripture says. An aching bride is like aching bones. And sometimes, not you, but sometimes I come home and she's like, what happened? I go, aching bones. <laughs> oh, you know, it's just, and I, I get that the truth's in between, but I'm like, oh, it, we shouldn't have to nag or we, I just can't see that happening. Like she pastures me, pastures me, pastures me. And I'm like, no, that's not what love does. Love goes, oh, you need that? Yeah, of course. Let me do it for you. Get it? So anyway, I just wrote, prayer and meditation are not moving God. He loves you. He's freely given you everything you'll ever need. Really, prayer is coming alive to what's true already about you. That's really all it is. It's, it's not to move God. It's really to get in alignment with what's already true about you. And he's freely given all things. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in the spirit is what it says. So he's outside of time. And he says, before you even asked, he said yes. Therefore, ask is kind of this weird thing, but it's really just, if you need anything, that word ask is also require. If you require anything in life, I've already said yes. Isn't that good news? So you meditate on that fact that, yes, I am loved, and his wealth is coming to me freely, and he, he loves me perfectly. Is, is read Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, and go, all those truths are mine. There's no if or, if or buts anymore in there. It's yes and amen. So anyway... I'll read one more. This is kind of an interesting one. I'll talk a little bit more about this also um, when, I, when, I, when I do uh, a couple weeks from now when I do how to, if you really need a miracle. If, you need, if you're in an impossible situation and you need out, like what do you do? And most of the time it deals with forgiveness. Is it really interesting? Is because when you're in forgiveness and you start praying for your adversary or praying for something else. And so this, this guy, uh, a man invested a large sum of money in a startup that went broke. And so we've done that. 
right? So if you, Bill, yeah, it's easy to want to go hit him with the bat, isn't it? They're like, you son of a gun. But that's not good. So you still want to hit him with a bat. And this is why I think Jesus says, hey, forgive so the Father can forgive you. Can the Father forgive you if you haven't forgiven? Of course he can. What he's really trying to say is, is if you're not in forgiveness yourself, who's it really affecting? It's affecting you, right? He's forgiven you before the foundation of the world. You were found in him, and he's removed sin, hamartia, as far as the east is from the west. So the issue is always us, right? And the, the simple fact is, is if we're operating in love, Psalm 91 gets very real. We're impossible situations. So anyway, um, he was starting to get resentful, etc. And then here's what he did. Is so uh, in, I just wrote some notes. I go, in cases like this, you have to remind yourself that you're one with God. And what does God own? Everything. So technically, can you lose anything? N- only if you accept the loss, right? And I'm not saying deny it. I'm, I'm saying come to the truth where it's not like Christian science. We're like, nope, I didn't lose that denying it. Like, no, no, I, I know this business just went out of business. We've done that too. Right? So I go, I get it. But what the truth is, I can't lose anything because he's the God of restoration. And so, so anyway, um, here's what he did. <clears throat> so he, so he forgave these guys the best he could. And then he said, I radiate, he's, this is how he started to pray. I radiate love and goodwill to the two men I invested with. I'm one with God and my business is God's business. The money I invested comes back to me in peace and harmony. He said, after about two weeks, he's like, I could actually feel the difference. I was like, man, okay, I'm actually, now I actually want my friends who I invested that money with to be blessed. And I want their their money to be brought back to them too, as well as mine. Here's the cool testimony. In two weeks, I was totally at peace with the situation. All the resentful thoughts were burned up, focusing on the truth, and I generally wish the other men well. In that same period of time, I was notified that a relative had passed away and unexpectedly gave me an inheritance the exact amount I lost as the investment. Is that cool or is that cool? Now, would it have happened if he wouldn't have forgiven him? I don't know. But I just know that when we do stuff like that is, is loss can't be in his presence because that's not who he is, right? So I truly believe that we're, when we're operating in harmony and love like that is it flows. Is that cool? You guys like those testimonies? I think that's cool. So anyway, all right. So like I said, when I was talking to Brad, he was like, Mike, I love what you guys are doing because you're making this practical. So I'm just going to kind of give you practical meditations, prayers, whatever you want to call it. So you can change everything about your life financially. Isn't that good? So anyway, just a couple notes. So the greatest revelation of man really was, he says, this mystery that's been hidden for ages is what? Christ in you, not separate, what everybody thought, like God's distant and somehow we have to get back, is literally the almighty power of God is in you, one with you. You are the temple. Because they had the whole temple system was really portraying who you are. Isn't that cool? (coughs) So anyway, so if he's in you and he's in and through all things, and he's the creator of all things, is really kind of mind exercises for me as I understand all this stuff. I'm like, wait, the power of God for healing is in me. The power of God for abundance is in me. That's why Jesus says, hey, the kingdom of God is where? Within, right? Within. Or it's, some of it says in the midst, but it literally means in your inner being, in the, in the very middle of who you are. So the power of God for healing, abundance, protection, revelation, Jesus says it's going to flow like rivers of living water, right? Out of where? Your belly, your innermost part, your heart, your, your 
spirit, your soul, that part, that the divine part, in my opinion. And so that's why it's so important to hear the truth about who you are. That's why that video is so cool to me, where he went from a lone sheep, black wolf, wanting to kill himself, to I'm loved and belong. And all she did was, Stanley, you're loved. What what are my eyes saying to you? And she was focusing on loving him. And that's just, God, I love that. That's evangelism, right? That's evangelism like never before. So anyway, as we've talked about this, it says, Jesus gives us the analogy. He says, you know what? Um, How do you create Garden of Eden? And this is the stuff that people argue about. I don't care if it's a real garden or not a real garden. Jesus tells us what the soil is all about later. So how do we create a Garden of Eden? What did he say? The seed. It's whatever you plant in your heart you're going to experience. So if you plant the right thing in your heart, guess what? You're going to experience the garden, right? If you plant the wrong stuff in your heart, it's going to be like hell, and you're going to feel like you're separate. You're going to be, feel like you're outside the garden. So anyway, the garden's really your heart, is what the whole scriptures are talking about. So anyway, practical Christianity, for me, we're going to talk about money and abundance tonight. How many of you guys would act, realize it actually is kind of important? Yeah, it's important, right? It's a medium of exchange. That's how we do things. So anyway, uh, practical Christianity for supernatural abundance is understanding all that God is and everything you could ever possibly desire. If you read Psalm 37, 4, he's already given it to you, all right? You can possibly, there is already yours, okay? So if, you, if we're a joint heir and we own everything, here's, the, here's where the rubber meets the road. Then how come people aren't experiencing it? I believe because most of us were taught the wrong thing. We're taught begging God and, and living right, I hear a lot of business, Christian businessmen especially talk like this. They go, if God knows how you're going to use the money, he'll bless you. What? I, how many of you guys know people that use the money in really strange ways and they just seem to be doing well? <laughs> you know? And I remember being practical. I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's not right. And I believe that holds them back. I believe that holds the, it has nothing to do with that. He says, I bless because I can't help myself. I bless because I bless. Right? Love gives. So, and he says, I pour out my blessing on the just and the unjust. Isn't that crazy? So, anyway, if you're a Christian businessman, don't get after me. Just know it's way better than what you think. It's way better. Even if you're going to use it for the wrong reason, he still blesses. And I've seen, actually, the non-believers do better at that. Because they're like, you know what? I'm a good businessman. I'm going to kick butt. This is who I am. And they kick butt, right? The challenge is they don't know they're perfectly loved. So, other parts of their, their, their lives are typically kind of a mess. So, Anyway, this, this is kind of how I think. I go, the same power that carved out the oceans, that, that order the galaxies, is in me. It's in you. Like the, the limitless power of God. And, and he is what again? Love. So if we know how much we're loved, the whole power of the world is released out of us, that, those rivers of living water. Does that make sense to you guys? So that's why it's really critical, in my opinion, to know who you are, that you're perfectly loved and accepted despite you. And that's not a license to go get crazy. You'll actually start living a pretty good life because you realize the, the goodness of God leads to repentance, not the fear of judgment. The fear of judgment stirs up all kinds of crazy stuff. And then you start going, well, I'm a Christian for 40 years. How come I'm still struggling with this? That's what will happen there, right? Anybody know, understand that? Whereas when you just know you're loved, man, things just work. And we see it played out day after day, like gang members and things like that. And we were just, Bill, you were just talking about that, like that tragic shooting in El Paso today, right? And here's what he said. He goes, if that kid knew he was loved, he wouldn't do that. I go, exactly, exactly. So we can't preach at them. They have to know they're loved, just like Stanley. And like, guess what? They changed everything in his life, right? 
He goes from suicidal to like, man, I can't wait for friends. How, he's relational now, which I love. So anyway, you guys getting this? So how do we do it? Our hearts and minds, guard your hearts and minds with all diligence because out of it flow life. So how do we do this? How do we make it practical? We imagine and feel as if it's already done. We use our hearts and minds as divine gifts. That's why it's really all Philippians 4. Think on these things, things that are lovely, pure, etc. Don't think on good, bad. Think on these things. So plant in your heart exactly what you want, and it's faithful, it'll return. That's what Jesus said. If you want to, have the, if you want to live like heaven on earth, if you want to live in the garden, then be careful to only plant what you desire in your heart because it will return that harvest. You guys got it? All right, so let's go to this next slide. I just gave you some scriptures. Uh, let's see, do I need to? Yeah, so you get this. The secret of the kingdom of God is whatever we plant in our hearts will return. He goes, that's the mystery. And the mystery is also that this unlimited power is in us. So anyway, <clears throat> I'm just, I I'm just had, did a couple scriptures because we could keep going scripture after scripture, but I just want to share a couple with you. Proverbs 10, 22. The blessings of the Lord... It maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. What's sorrow there? Anybody know? Toilsome labor. I got to bust my butt for this. Does that make sense? Toilsome labor, meaning that they looked at evil was having to do being slavery, like I have to work my butt off in order to provide, where once we get this idea of sonship, he goes, no, we can honestly plant what we desire in our heart and it'll become a joy to us right? Does that make sense to you guys? So anyway, the blessing of the Lord, that makes you rich. Well, most people don't know they're already blessed. They're trying to work for their blessing yet, aren't they? That's that whole, that whole son versus slavery thing that's all throughout scripture. And so anyway, so Philippians 4.19, these are all famous ones that you guys owe. My God shall supply all your need according to what? His riches. Well, how much, what's his riches worth? everything. So he owns everything. There's nothing outside of him. So I forget what Ron was telling me the other day, but like we can't fathom it, right? That one planet or whatever is worth so many trillions of dollars in precious metals. I'm like, oh, that's mine. Cool. Isn't that good? <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. It's, I love that. So that's just how you doing the palm, the basketball. Yeah. That, you guys know that's, that's just how I think. Cause I'm like, God says, I span the heavens with my hand. So mentally I'm thinking, he's like, he's like Michael Jordan palming a basketball. Like, that's how big my God is. He just goes, oh yeah, those billions of light years, I palm it like a ball. I span it with my hand. Isn't that cool? So anyway, that's, that's what you're doing. I go, I do that. I go, you know what, Lord, you can, you can palm the, the creation with your hand. I think I can trust you. Right? But if you don't know you're perfectly loved, can you trust him? It's hard, isn't it? If you think you have to work for it because you'll never know if you did enough or prayed enough or had enough faith or all the things we try to do or got into the word enough. That's why I think it's so beautiful about Stanley. There wasn't one scripture given, but he knows love. So that's the end of theology to me. So my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Well, he owns everything and you're a joint heir. That should help you in your prayer, right? Let's go to the next slide. Um, one of my favorites. And this is why when we give, etc., this is the giving thing to me. And so if we go 2 Corinthians 8, 9, 9, 8, that's how I always remember him. So 8, 9, it says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, he became poor. For what reason? So that you may become rich. He did the divine exchange, right? I, I stepped into your poverty and healed it so you can have what I naturally am. 
That's really what he's saying there is, hey, listen, I, I was rich. I, I'm in the Father's house, and I stepped into your lost darkness, became poor. Was he ever poor? No. No, he never forgot that he was a beloved son. And so he always had access to unlimited resources anytime he wanted. And uh, his life is supposed to mirror our life. So anyway, <clears throat> that's what he said. And then if you go into 2 Corinthians 9, it says, and I, God is able to make all grace abound. And here's where it's cool if you sit outside of time. It's not like transactional, meaning that if I do this, then grace comes. It's a revelation that he's made all grace abound to you right now. So where you can walk around, uh, you know, if, you, if you've read Joseph Prince's Unmerited Favor, etc., it's way beyond that in my opinion. It's unmerited favor. I'm like, yeah, that's a good start. It's way beyond that. It's, it's, uh, uh, cause favor is not merited then it's works. So it's really this idea that the God who can palm a basketball that owns the, the trillions or I don't even know all add zeros to that. That's who I'm a joint heir with. And I, he loves me perfectly. How would a, a husband who's passionate about his bride, which he is passionate about all of us, how would he treat his bride? You and I, that's what gives me faith. That's what bubbles up not praying in tongues more or reading the Bible more because I can read the Bible more with the wrong interpretation of it and it brings death, right? So it has nothing to do with doing that more. If you go get into the word more and you go get into the revelation of how much he loves you, all day, all day, do it. But it's not a religious work. Does that make sense? So anyway, so I, I, I would say God has already made all grace, this unlimited love, this unlimited grace, everything he has heaven moves to you when you come in alignment with it just agree with what he's already said about you so all grace abounds to you that you'll always have all sufficiency in all things you guys know i love paul because paul doesn't leave any gray all every in everybody he always leaves nothing out always all may have abundance for how many good works every paul's just off the charts grace guy as it is written now he's talking about jesus he has us dispersed abroad he's given to the poor his righteousness endures forever now he who supplies seed to the sower <coughs> somebody who just gave right he's quoting jesus good look at jesus's life he constantly gave and what happened to him it always came back right it always came back and he always had enough so he says now he supplies seed to the sower, somebody who just gave and bread for food the person who received the bread right that's what we're doing with the Inspire. We're giving to pay for this girl's car so she can take care of her daughter to know she's loved, right? And all of you that give, what can you expect? It'll come back, right? In fact, you've never given it away because if, if Jesus is saying, if you've done it to the least of these, if you've given a, a, a drink or anything to him, you've done it to who? You, me is what he says. Well, we're his body. So when you give to somebody, who are you really giving it to? Yourself. Isn't that awesome? You cannot give it away. It's like, so that's the revelation. Like, man, I'm giving, but I'm giving it to my, wow, it's good. It feels good. Right? Thank you, Lord, that I'm giving this, but I'm really giving it to me because I'm part of the body. Does that make sense? And he says, he who supplies seed to the sower, bread for food, supplies and does what to the seed sown? Multiplies. Isn't that a good deal? It multiplies and the seed sown increase the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, some of them say for every good work. So here's what he's saying. He's trying to say this. He goes, understand that you have unlimited supply just like Jesus, right? As you give, you're literally giving it to yourself, but 
just like a seed, when you give, everything comes back in my kingdom multiplied. When you love others, what comes back to you multiplied? Love. When you forgive others, what comes back to you multiplied? Forgiveness. That's the key of getting out of most of these difficult situations, actually, is because harmony and disharmony can't live together. Does that make sense? And Psalm 91 becomes very real. See, we, we believed all that stuff. Just pastors told us it wasn't real. I went backwards when I got saved. I'm getting unsaved again. <laughs> Their definition. <laughs> Honestly, I was told, no, no, that's not real. I'm like, well, why is it? It's like, why? Maybe I don't want to have that kind of stuff in my life like you do. Right? And then actually when we started to believe them, it started to go backwards a little bit. I'm like, wait, stop this. I'm going to get unchristian again. So I'm just going to start believing God's good and he protects me supernaturally. Because I believe that. I, I totally believe that. I was like, I believe when we're, we're in harmony, stuff can't happen to you. I just believe it. Well, how come this happened to me? I don't know. Maybe check if you're in harmony or not, right? I know it's bad, but... And guess what? If something happens to me, I'm not going to blame him. I'm, I'm probably going to go, you know what, Lord? Show me where I'm a little bit off here because I want to be healed in that area in my life. And even if I do lose anything, did I lose anything? No, because he restores everything. I'm joint heir with the one who owns it all, so I cannot lose. Isn't that awesome? That's what you renew your mind to. So anyway, you guys getting this? I could give you scripture after scripture, so let's just go to the end here. And so th this is where the rubber meets the road. Okay, this is the practical stuff. Um, just what I've, every testimony I shared with you about money, about finances, etc. cetera. Um, when we pray for supernatural abundance, it's not asking. And I know it sounds like we just, we went through John 14 through 16 last week or two weeks ago before Brad was here. And, and Bill and Ann Borlas, our friends, we were talking about, about this. It could be four or five times. I look at it as five. Like he shares with five times, ask and you shall receive so that your joy may be full. If you need anything, ask. But I think we get hung up on that word ask in English because it sounds like, um, Lord, can I have this? But a, another definition of that ahitio, that Greek word, is if you require anything, it'll be given to you. Meaning that anything you could ever desire, anything you could ever quote unquote ask for has already been given to you. And if it wasn't the exact way he's given it to you, what's, gonna, what's he going to give you? I mean, if you, if you quote unquote asked in English, like, Lord, please do this for me, does he say no? He says, no, if that's covered by my name, what's covered by his name? Healing, provision, forgiveness, protection. Look at Jesus' life, and whatever you see in his life is yours. Does that help you? So did, did Jesus have divine protection? Then, then it has to be available to us, doesn't it? It has to be. At least that's what I'm working out in the spirit in my mind. I'm like, wait a minute, because he says they wanted to stone him, and he just walked through their midst. And he says, nobody can kill me. I can lay my life down. And I believe John and Paul got that, because John and Paul are like, they stoned me again. Don't they get it? I lay my life down or, don't, or pick it up again. That's cool stuff to me. If you're not there, that's fine. I would just rather live that way personally, don't you? We're like, wait a minute. You mean, yes, that's what I mean. In fact, on the, on the, on the divine health stuff, whew, we'll give you some cool testimonies, huh? We just heard this testimony. <laughs> I just jump for joy when I hear this stuff. So this National Geographic reporter was out in this area, and I'll share more on it, but basically he met these people. What were their ages again? 110, 130, 150 and here's what he said. He goes, um, 
they have no idea of calories like Westerners. Isn't that good news? And he goes, so I met this woman who was 130, and he's like, how often do you smoke? She goes, I smoke two packs a day. See, I grew up like that, and that's why I kind of saw this. I saw people like my dad smoke camel straights all day, every day, and was healthy because he didn't believe it caused anything. You have to be taught something that, does that make sense to you? And here's what he said. I'm not telling you to do any of this. I just, I love this kind of stuff because I'm like, yes, I knew it. I knew it. You can, you can eat chili cheese dogs. And so <laughs> this, this uh, nutritionist that's with him, he's like, you know what? They do everything wrong what we see in the West. So she smokes two, they, they drink vodka for breakfast. Amen. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... <laughs> But you know what? They go, they have no concept. They eat everything that's on the table. They feast constantly because they're living life. They're living in joy and they're 130, 150, etc. That's real to me. That's so real to me, isn't it? That's why I'm just like, when people go, you know, that'll cause you la, 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 la. I just know, I don't know that. I, I'm, ignorance is bliss for me right now. I don't know anything about that. So I just know I can eat a chili cheese dog because it's glorious to me. It's just wonderful. So anyway, speaking of that, we're going to go to a, uh, David Leslie, we're going to go to a Cardinals game in September, right? Rockies Cardinals game. So we'll get more about that if you want to go. That'll be fun. So uh, chili cheese dog. Just, it's wonderful. I'll show you how to do it, guys. So you can eat it, and it'll, this is what I love, because they're like, they have no concept of calories or cholesterol, so get, how much does it affect them? Zero. Zero. In fact, we had, a, we had a, a, a heart surgeon tell us that years ago. He's like, cholesterol, none of that has anything to do with heart disease. He goes, the pharmaceutical companies sue me in court if I don't give them Lipitor, though. And he say that. He says, it has everything to do with stress. What do you believe? So you can eat whatever you want. I'm like, yes, I like this kind of doctor. So anyway, I believe that because it says guard your heart because whatever you put in there is what you're going to experience, right? So if I experience, hey, that doesn't affect me, it doesn't affect me. It's beautiful. You should try it sometime. So anyway, so <laughs> I don't know how I got off on that. Let's talk about abundance. Here's, you can do anything, but this is really what I want you to get. Just like all these testimonies, all they did as they started changing their identity within, feeding their heart and mind with the truth about who they are. And it has to start with the Father's love for you. How I like to do it is how would a loving father treat his son? But easier for me, just I guess, because as a guy like, how would a guy who's passionate about his bride treat his bride? That's how he treats you and I. So he wouldn't mess around with us if we needed anything. Like my wife, she's the one who could affect me more than anybody. You guys know that, right? Like if she peeps or something, I'm like, what? I'm trying to get better at that. So I want to take care of you, don't I? Like, even if I'm driving, if she turns the air conditioner, I'm like, oh, is it too cold? I just, I'm just sensitive to that. I'm like, I want to take care of her. And she's like, yes, already. Is it James too? See, that's just because we love our brides. Isn't that good? And I always have to remind her, going, isn't that better than calling you the old lady or something like that? So I was like, yeah, she's my bride, man. We go on hot dates together, which is awesome. So anyway, so I would do something, kind of, this kind of meditation. I'm telling you, if you do this, if you do this when you wake up, if you do this before you go to bed, I don't care if you're, if you, I put it in my phone, this kind of stuff, because if I'm starting to feel throughout the day, and like, you know what, I start to doubt, or this is really critical when everything in your world looks like this is not true. 
But God sits outside of time, and he says, he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. So whatever you're going through, is that your end? No, he's your end. Does that make sense? And so how much abundance does he have? All of it. So we can kind of skip time. That's what real prayer is about. Got me? He's spirit. He's infinite. He's perfect love. So anything I need, he can make any situation, circumstance, whatever, start to appear in my life to, to get what I'm praying for. You guys understand that? How do we do it? It's so simple. That's why I said it's so simple. A child can do it. What do children do? When we ask little kids, like when you ask your daughter, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? They, they just have an imagination, don't they? They just do. And he goes, that's how you do it. If you can imagine and feel as if it's already real, those are your, your hearts and minds are divine gifts, it will produce. It'll turn around anything in your life. Isn't that cool? So I would just do something like this. So all of you guys at home, whatever, you, you don't have to do these words exactly. Make something that fits for you. My, in fact, in my phone, it's not the same as this. But I promise you, if you do this, your situation will change. Isn't that good news? Isn't that easy? Take you five minutes in the morning where you just pray and meditate on this. So, so Father... And I've taught this before in supernatural prayer. Gratitude, thankfulness, right? That's what all the, the prayer scriptures in Mark 11, 23, 24, Philippians 4, all the different, John, all the prayer scriptures are really believe that you have received it. So how would you feel if you've already received your prayer? If you need finances and you knew those finances were available, how would you feel? <sighs> Thank you, Father, Right? If you're struggling with sickness, disease, something in your body, and you were healed, how would you feel? Oh, thank you, Lord. You'd feel grateful. You'd feel thankful, right? That's the key. That is the prayer. So, Father, we're so thankful. We're so grateful that everything we need is already ours. Doesn't he say that? I've blessed you with everything you're ever going to need. It's already done. You are the source of my supply. Wealth flows to me freely. This is my favorite part of this. Wealth flows to me freely, joyously, and effortless because of your love for me. I do that in the morning. I do that at night. I do that throughout. Thank you, Father. That's your wealth. I, I like to do things like this, too, is, is like Jesus, when he's telling Abraham, he's like, hey, look at, the, look at the sand on the seashore. Look at the stars in heaven. That's how many children you're going to have, right? What's he showing them? <coughs> A visual, like, hey, this is, how, this is how many children you have. Because God knows the end from the beginning. So I like to do things like this. Is just pick a number. Every time you breathe, you're breathing in his abundance. Because isn't he in breath? He's in everything. So is he in the oxygen in the air that you breathe? So I like to go, thank you, Father. Every breath I take is worth X to me. <sighs> That's a good visual, isn't it? So some of you guys could do, you know what? Every breath I take is worth $1,000 to me. Thank you, Father. Every breath I take is worth $1,000 to me. Thank you, Father. Father, even when I go to sleep, <laughs> start mental, hyperventilating, right? It's just a visual for me. It's like, you know what, Lord? Um, thank you, Father. He, he's trying to show us this abundant thing, so just stretch your mind, whatever works for you, right? That'd be good. I don't know how many breaths we take in a day. What do we take? Anybody know? So you can Google it. So wouldn't that be a good, cool thing, though? Like, that's the abundance I have. And is it real? Is that true? It's actually worth more than that. It's worth everything to me because he's already, I'm a joiner of everything. But it helps us. Who are we trying to convince here, God or us? Our heart, right? Because as you believe in your heart, that's who you are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So this is what you do. Five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, throughout the day. Father, thank you that wealth flows to me freely. It flows to me joyously. It flows to me effortlessly because of your love for me. All my needs are met at every instant and at all time. 
Your infinite supply flows to me, through me, and overflows into my life so I can be a giver in every situation. Didn't we just read that? He's like, if you can kind of see that, uh, like, everything flows. If you, if you eat food and it doesn't flow out of you, we got a problem, don't we? We do. I mean, people, that's serious medical stuff, right? So what he's trying to show is it's a divine flow. That's why I love this testimony of this girl we're going to take care of. She's like, I'm a giver. I'm like, praise God. What are the odds of us finding out about her out of all the needs that we could have? God's the, I'll make all grace abound to you. Isn't that cool? So as she's giving, guess what's happening to her? Exceedingly abundantly beyond what she thought. We're, we're going to go so into her life. That's cool stuff, isn't it? You guys getting this? It's this simple. It's this simple. You guys got it? I think most of us don't do it or quit doing it because we don't know how it's going to happen. That is not your job. Just like the seed, none of us can figure out how a seed produces a harvest, but we all know it produces a harvest, right? And Jesus goes, my unlimited supply, my abundance is like a seed in your heart. Whatever you plant there consistently through repetition, which is really all meditation is, it's doing it over and over and over until, guess what? It becomes part of you. And it will produce a harvest, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn, but you will have a harvest, whatever you plant there. Got it? Or you can get to your feet. Hopefully this makes sense. Does it make sense to you? So next, the next, uh, next week, we're not having service Saturday night because we're going to be gone, and I'll be doing a wedding. What? I talked about wings and worship. Yep. So we'll do wings and worship. So um, I'll talk about just really, I'll share a lot of testimonies about healing, etc. Just know that abundance is yours. You don't have to work for it. Healing's yours. Divine provision's yours. Divine miraculous out of difficult situations is yours, just like Paul and Silas, right? I shared a while back a dear friend who was like, I don't know, that he was being told that the government's going to make an example out of him. They let him go. I'm like, I don't know how it works, Lord, but thank you. Thank you. Isn't that cool? Ah, so Father, just let this get deep into their heart that they're sons, they're perfectly loved. Everything they could ever want and every desire that they've already had in their heart, you've already provided for it. In fact, it's already done. You sit outside of time. In fact, you're the one who placed that desire there and it's just trying to express themselves through them. So Father, just let it get deep into their heart that their hearts, their minds are divine gifts. You made us this way. You created us just like how you created everything. You birthed it out of your innermost being, your womb. That's how we create. <coughs> That's how we bring into reality everything you've already freely given to us is because of your love for us, that we're joint heirs in Jesus Christ. And so as he is, so are we. So Father, we just thank you that even starting tonight, that your wealth just flows freely. It flows effortlessly in them, through them. And it's just this divine flow. As it comes in, they give out. As it comes in, they give out. And it's always more than enough for their own needs and to give. If they can just imagine the infiniteness of the sand on the shores and the stars in the sky, that's the infiniteness of your love for them. That's as, you, as they give, just like Jesus' life, it comes back to them. So Father, we thank you that every one of their needs are met in divine speed. All, everything that they're ever going to need is taken care of. I know you love us unconditionally. We're the bride that you can't keep your eyes off. You're just passionate about us. You're joyful about us. And just like we understand that taking care of a natural bride here, how much more you've already met all of our needs. You already said yes. You bless us infinitely beyond what we can think or ask. 
and we just fall in love with you more. We just thank you for the testimonies that come out of this. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen, amen, amen. If you need prayer, we'll, we'll come into agreement. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to give, all you guys online, just ask the Holy Spirit, should I give? And just trust him because you can't, it comes back. It's not this religious thing where it's a manipulative thing. That's what he's trying to show. You share the life of Jesus. If there's this flow where you realize as I give, I'm given to myself and I can expect it to come back multiplied. I can have that expectancy. Amen? Because sometimes people go, I give with no expectation. I go, I think that's silly. I think that's silly because he tells us it's a seed and it multiplies. So if you want to give, you can give on the way out. Father, we thank you that you make all grace abound so that they'll always have enough. Just they start participating from this day forward in your divine flow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Nice shirt and hat, Micah. You're looking good. God bless you guys.